RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. And by Blackstone Products. To see their complete line of griddles and accessories, visit them at blackstoneproducts.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hello, everybody. It is Jeremy and Stephanie from RVFTA.com, and this week we are giving you a review of Headquarters Campground at Fundy National Park in New Brunswick, Canada, and this place was off the hook amazing, but we only spent one night here, which is a great regret, and I'm already trying to convince Stephanie to go back to this place for a week next summer. That's what I want. I want a week here next summer because this is like a magical destination, but before we dive into our campground review... We have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Yogi Bear's Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories. If you've got an RV like us or you enjoy the comforts of a cabin or tent camping, Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities. And some of them have amazing water zones and water slides and mini golf and wagon rides and theme weekends. And, of course, always appearances from Yogi Bear and friends. You'll find that family fun is the main attraction at Jellystone Campgrounds. And with over 80 locations in the United States and Canada, you can have a quality camping experience that's also close to home. Visit CampJellystone.com to find a Jellystone Park near you. Now, Fundy National Park is not close to home. Nope. And I really... <laughs> and that's why I don't want... I, we're not going I know. Back. Stephanie's not going with me on this one-week trip there next year. But this place has everything. It's awesome. Their season's relatively short, just like the other Nova Scotia provincial parks. They open May 19th. They close October 30th. The location of this national park and this campground is incredible. They are located directly on the Bay of Fundy in southern New Brunswick. Just to give you a little context for our American listeners... It's about a four-hour drive from Bangor, Maine. It's right outside of the town of Alma. So it gets an easy walk down into that cute little town, which we'll talk about in the second part of the show. And it's also just a couple hours away from the Prince Edward Island area of Nova Scotia. Uh, this was a short, you know, relatively short drive for us from the campground that we were staying at Amherst Shores to this place. Now, like Jeremy said, we only stayed here one night because the story behind this is it was an unscheduled stop. We were in Amherst Shores and the mosquitoes were um, keeping us hostage. The sizes in our- of 
but they were baseball sized. <laughs> and we had done two full days of day tripping there at Amherst Shores. And on the third day, we were like, oh, everybody needs a down day. Everybody wants to relax. Let's just hang out at the campground. Well, guess what? The mosquitoes were winning. And we said, you know what? Let's pack up and just go to an extra stop on the Bay of Fundy. And boy, are we thankful that we made that last minute So we change. called that day and we got a full, we got a full hookup, a pull through site that night. Um, so we, we got a little bit lucky there because I think there were only two sites left. Now also, um, this is one of, I think, four campgrounds at Fundy National Park. There's also another one that's a really popular RV campground called Chignecto which we'll have a special mini review of at the end of the show because one of our friends and a member of RVFTA, the group on Facebook, actually stayed at Chignecto like two or three nights after we stayed at headquarters, and we didn't even get to drive into it. So I I reached out to Gretchen Holcomb from Boxy Colonial and Boxy Colonial on the Road, and I just asked her, would you write me up a paragraph about this other campground so we have all that information here? So at the end of the podcast, I'll read that for you. All right, but let's get back to headquarters for now, where we stayed. And let's talk about the size of this campground, because it's actually a really, considering it's only one of four, it's actually a really big campground. The part that we were in, it's split across a main road, and there's one side to your right when you're pulling in, and that was the smaller area that we were in. It had the pull-throughs. It really was big rig friendly. There was an enormous fifth wheel right next to us. There were some motor homes in the area. Big rig friendly with one caveat. There Some of the terms. Wicked little right turn to get in there, and Stephanie had to hop out and guide me in. So just be yeah. forewarned. But there was plenty of big rigs, and everybody had gotten in safe and sound. So you'll be okay. Then across the side of the road, on the other the other way, there's a really large area that was gorgeous with some pretty water views on some of the sites. Lots of travel trailers and pop ups and everything were over there, and that's going to be a lot closer to some of the um, amenities that we're going to talk about. That loop was idyllic. It was gorgeous. Now, I could have had a site over in that loop, but it would have been a back-end site, and I did not want to unhitch the truck and trailer because we were spending only one night. So I took the pull-through on the loop Stephanie is talking about on the right, and that loop was kind of unremarkable. I mean, it almost yeah. looked like you were just pulling into a really standard type of private family No, it reminded me of a lot of National Park campgrounds that we've been to. Like in Olympic National Park, we drove through some of the smaller campgrounds in Olympic National Park out in the, you know, in uh, Washington State. And a lot of them are just kind of like, um, you know, little grassy pull-through areas that you get to pull your rig in, and then you get to ex- go and explore the beautiful areas of the National right. Park. So right around the corner Scruffy. from our unremarkable site was an astonishing view of a wide open field with the Bay of Fundy just beyond yeah. it. Yeah. And the kids were ooing and eyeing over this campground, you know, in that area of the campground that we went to because it was just really so much there for a National Park campground. I mean, I was shocked when we first got there. They went out of their way to point out that they had never seen an American National Park campground that looked anything like this because it is packed with amenities, which we'll get to in a second. Now, price range and ease of booking, I told you, we booked same day. Now, I would not plan on doing that if you want to do a nice vacation to to New Brunswick, Canada. I mean, I would certainly reserve as early ahead as you could, but we were able to get a site for one night, and it was a a solid, decent, full hookup, pull-through site. During the week. So if you're traveling on the weekends, we happen to be, you know, lucky with these, this part of our calendar, and it was like a Monday or a Tuesday night. So that's 
that's going to make it easier. But it was also after Canada Day, a holiday weekend. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were on vacation. But, you know, you book ahead in advance when you can. But know that if you are looking for places last minute, always check. Because even places that, you know, fill up way in advance, cancellations are becoming more and more common with that because people plan so far in advance. All right. Now, it's unusual to talk about a national park campground and talk about activities and amenities. But at Fundy National Park and Headquarters Campground, there's all kinds of stuff. Now, just remember, this is all not happening directly inside Headquarters Campground. It's all happening within the context of the national park. But everything's right there or close by. So there's actually a nine-hole golf course. There's a golf pro shop. There's a solar heated salt water pool with a splash zone. No, we didn't see any of those things. Then there's a huge natural playground with mini zip lines, which we did see. And yeah. the boys freaked out and loved. And we spent about two hours, hours just going crazy there. Yeah, we rolled in on the late side, probably like six or six thirty. And, you know, the boys were ready to run out and play. And we were like, sure, we'll go over there right away and get the wiggles out from being in the car. And then meanwhile, we were there for hours because it wasn't just like one little zip line. They had the kid friendly ones that they could just walk up the playground equipment and zip across to another platform. And they kept doing that over and over again, Wesley was particularly enthralled with it. He's five, and it was just the perfect kind of a playground. It was very natural. One of those playgrounds that has all these different things in different locations that the kids all kind of spread out and are really creative with. It was beautiful. And a huge, wide-open field right next to these zip zip lines. And at Max and Theo's age, at nine years old, when they're so into soccer and so into baseball, there's nothing that makes them happier than a huge, grassy field, which, you know, not every camp has that. I mean, we didn't really have that at uh, Graves Island. We didn't really have that at Amherst Shore. So they grabbed the soccer ball out of the RV and there were soccer goalposts there. I mean, we played soccer for like two hours and they absolutely loved it. They just ran wild. It was just one of those magical summer moments for us. And there was also an event space that we could see right there that, you know, bordered on that. So it was a large, beautiful event space. So obviously this, this, you know, national park just has basically something for everyone, depending on what you're looking for. Now, there are also a ton of organized activities and recreation here. They, they have a lot of programs for kids, many of which are self-guided, and they even have apps that the kids can use. And it's sort of like the equivalent of the Junior Ranger program here that the National Park Service has in the United States. But some of them involve actual rangers that are going to guide you through the program. Others, you you download the app and you go on scavenger hunts throughout the park and you do photo missions where you have to go around and take pictures looked like a lot of fun. It looked like something the boys would have loved two or three years ago and something that Wesley would love right now. Now there's also all the con- there's a concert summer series, there's guided beach explorations, there's dark sky programs. So what the point of all of this is is that you want to make sure that you make the most out of a stay here and go online like if we had really even researched this place a little more ahead of time like cuz we said this was a last minute trip, this was a last minute destination on a last minute trip. And you know, once we discovered what it had there, I think we were like, oh my gosh, to have had four nights there within that trip. And it would have been perfect too, because it's in New Brunswick. So we could have gone there either coming into Nova Scotia or leaving. In our research, we were looking at Nova Scotia and provincial parks. And none of those things led us to Fundy Mm -hmm. National Park in New Brunswick. So that's why I'm saying I want to get back here. Yeah. Super dog friendly. 
There are hiking trails that dogs are allowed on. And in general, I have to say, everywhere we went in Canada seemed really dog-friendly. It yeah, just seemed there like was that dog was like options. You know what the funny thing was? Well, I didn't see a lot of... I didn't see as many people with dogs, I felt like, at the campgrounds. Like, I feel like in the American campgrounds, I was wondering, huh, is this just me or is this really true? I'm wondering if dog ownership is any different in Canada than it is in America. But every place was dog-friendly, even if I didn't feel like there was tons of dogs all around at the campgrounds. Now, customer service, the camp workers at check-in were really nice. They were really helpful. Um, One of the camp workers helped me prepare for that sharp right-hand turn into the loop that we were in, so he gave me the heads up on that, which was really nice. Wi-Fi and self-service was not really good where we were. Again, I think I posted a photo to social media that night, and it really took a while for that to actually happen. But when we were down in the town, I think that the reception on our phones was fine because we were actually calling home and talking to a friend at that time. So the town of Alma, that's right there before you enter into the national park, the reception was fine there. So you can probably get anything you need to do, get done. And when I say it's right outside the national park, it's minutes from this campground. It's right around the corner. You could walk there easily. All right. Now this looked like a slice of heaven to me, but nobody's perfect. And I'm not sure Stephanie's going to agree with me, but I felt like the signage was not really that good because headquarters campground is split into two parts and as we pulled up into the campground i did not know which way to go i passed by the loop we were in and i had to do a long drive around the entire other loop and i had to pull the rv around behind a building which was really not that bad stephanie had to hop out run behind the building make sure we could turn around she said it was huge we turned around but it was a little bit of a to-do and i just felt like the signs did not guide me to the right well there just wasn't a sign that said campers register here or registration office. So it was hard for us to know, having never been there, we didn't quite know exactly where to go. So, you know, that is, that is true, but either way we got there. So, okay. Now we only spent one night here, but we actually did a couple cool things. And then we're going to tell you about some other things we would like to do if we go back. So we'll explore the region a little bit as much as we can. But first we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone Products. From the large 36-inch four-burner griddles to the 17-inch one-burner tabletop version, you can find a Blackstone that is just right for you and your lifestyle because Blackstone is as individual as you are. And let's face it, you might find two that are just right for your lifestyle because now as RVers, what most of us are doing is we've got a smaller one to carry in our RVs and we've got maybe a little bit of a bigger one on our back deck. So people are <laughs> either getting the 17 or 22 inch to keep in the RV and then the 28 or the 36 inch for home. I mean, honestly, there are so many people doing this on our Facebook group right, right now. And our RVFTA Facebook group, that seems to be on trend, right? So what makes a Blackstone griddle different than any other griddle? grill that's out there? Well, because you can make everything that you can make on a traditional grill, but then tons of things that you can't. So for example, we literally did all of our outdoor cooking on the Blackstone for the entire time we were in Canada. Two and a half week trip. Right. And that was the only cooking device for you. Because for breakfast, you can do pancakes, you can do eggs, you can do bacon. Like obviously you can't do that on a grill. So you can do all that stuff on the griddle, but then you can also do the steaks. We had steaks one night. We had chicken, you know, um, smash burgers, fajitas, hot dogs, anything that you would do on a traditional grill, we put on there too. So it really is like combining your entire camp setup into one pretty serious cooking machine that we happen to be 
in love with. And don't forget to use coupon code RVFTA at checkout at blackstoneproducts.com and you're going to get 10% off your order and there's always free shipping on their site. All right. So stay tuned for more reviews of the many Blackstone cooking products that Jeremy we're now test, has. We're <laughs> testing them all. All right. So regional highlights. Fundy National Park is an astonishingly beautiful national park. There are hiking trails with waterfalls. There are two covered bridges within the park that are just idyllic. The Bay of Fundy itself is right there with the world's largest tides. You can walk right down into the bay at low tide. Yeah, so let's explain to people if they're not familiar with this. When we say the world's largest tides, we mean the most dramatic ones in the entire world, and that's not an exaggeration. So in other words, the difference in water height between low tide and high tide is more dramatic here than anywhere else in the entire world. And that is actually quite a sight to see because what happens is because the tide is changing so dramatically in such a short period of time over and over again throughout the day, you can actually see the water moving. It's bizarre because if you stand there You'll then, you just have to look for a minute and you'll see the water receding as it's going out. At Hopewell Rocks, which we'll talk about in a second, we could not get around this one rock that we wanted to get around to go to another little beach. And I was just like, Stephanie, let's just wait five minutes and we'll be able to walk around. We waited five minutes and we walked around. There was all suddenly a path of sand and we could get around to that other cove. So So, so Fundy National Park, because of the bay, there's incredible options for kayaking, for SUPing. There's not just the Bay of Fundy. There's also some beautiful inland lakes. It's also popular for mountain biking. Now, we did get to go into the charming village of Alma, which is right outside of the park. You could walk from headquarters to dinner, to a lovely dinner in Alma. There's food and supplies there. There's Nice water views from a lot, a lot of the restaurants. And Stephanie picked Tipsy Tails Bar and Grill, and it was off the hook good. It was one of our best meals on any trip yeah, ever. Yeah, surprisingly good. We just thought it was going to be more of like a bar and grill kind of a place, but it had a beautiful view of the bay and the fishing the docks that are right there. Like the boats were all there. It was just like, you know, the perfect view. So we're like, oh, let's eat there. Well, meanwhile, all the food was to die for. Um, the lobster mac and cheese was the best lobster mac and cheese I've ever had. It was actually good. Not just like mac and cheese with lobster put it, on top. It was top. delightful. And what you liked about it was it was not overly heavy. heavy. It, it was wasn't really just light, this load yeah. of mac and cheese. I mean, the lobster was a substantial part of this. The lobster rolls there, while not quite as good as the ones that we had at Peggy's Cove, were also really excellent. And you got some nice local beer, did you not? Oh, yeah. They had all they had a lot of the different local options available there. So, you know, instead of going to one of the brew, brew pubs or whatever, they were able to give me kind of the different options that I could try out. And it was a really nice meal. And I would highly recommend kind of doing that for one night. Now, if you are staying at Fundy National Park... You really have to do Hopewell Rocks, which is about 35 minutes northeast from Fundy National Park. This is a major tourist destination in all of Canada. It's this incredible site along the Bay of Fundy, and there are these very unique rock carvings that have been carved out of the cliffs by the tide over the years. And there's all these very distinctive sandstone formations and coves that have trees on top of them. It's, it sort of feels like you're on another planet when you 
you walk down into the bay at low tide and you're actually walking in the bay among these cliffs and these carvings. Yeah, so we had a really nice stop here. We actually, we stopped on the way to the National Park. Great RV parking. If you're planning your trip, it was very easy to pull into the um, to the Hopewell Rocks parking lot and go and park our entire truck and trailer in the RV parking. We actually had a little light lunch before we went and we did the hike. Um, lots of different options for hiking down to the to all the Hopewell Rocks. You can do longer walks or you could do shorter depending, but you can go all the way down to the main kind of formations that are the attraction in I would say about 15 to 20 minutes. Not long, although it is um, downhill there and uphill back, it was not unduly arduous. And a lot of the different formations have cool nicknames based on how they look. There's Lover's Arch, there's Dinosaur Rock, there's Mother-in-Law, there's E.T., just to name a few. Now, you really want to time your visit with low tide as much as possible. Which we didn't, but we lo- you know. We still were able to walk down to <laughs> yeah. the bay a little bit. Something that we also saw while we were there that I think would have been a lovely experience is they give these kayak tours right out around all the rocks and you can take it right from that location um, and go out on these tours. I would have loved to have been one of those tours. I could hear the guy telling everybody so much information about the local geography and the bay. So I, I would look into that if we were to go back. I took photos of that. It really looked like an amazing tour. I would really love to go back there. All right, let's take a second to do a sponsored message by our friends at Jayco, and then we're going to come back and we got bonus content. We've got a mini campground review by Gretchen Holcomb from Boxy Colonial and Boxy Colonial on the Road of the Chignecto Campground, because she was there a couple nights later and we didn't get to see it, so I wanted to pack that into this podcast episode. Fun and family. It's what Jayco has been focused on for generations. From the first camping trailer that rolled off the production line on founder Lloyd Montrager's farm in 1968 to today, where Jayco is building everything from camping trailers to Class A motorhomes. With a blend of old world Amish craftsmanship and innovative technology, Jayco builds more value into their RVs than any other manufacturer in the industry. With more standard features and the best two year limited warranty offered, visit Jayco.com or your closest Jayco dealer for more information. Jayco, Generations of Family Fun. All right. Gretchen Holcomb writes about the Chignecto campground, which is just right up the hill from headquarters. She writes, it's a steep four kilometer, 300 meter climb from the Fundy National Park entrance in Alma up into the highlands to Chignecto, the park's largest campground with 261 sites tucked back into dense Acadian forest. Good job, Gretchen. Nice writing. <laughs> She's such a good writer. <laughs> our site was so large and private that we couldn't see our neighbors on either side. But outside the bubble of the individual sites, the campground is large and bustling and has some great amenities like a bike path, campfire programs, a huge playground, and hiking trail access. Our first night, we explored the charming Kinney Brook Trail, which took us through the forest and down into a deep valley to a rocky stream bed. Site selection is really important here. Ours was beautiful, but on a slope. We found it impossible to get our 34-foot trailer completely level. And by the way, Gretchen has the Jayco Octane 272 Superlight, just like we do. There are photos and detailed descriptions of every site on the website. Ours was described as having a moderate slope, but apparently we either didn't notice or didn't heed the warning. There are plenty of sites that are much more level. Most sites are either unserviced or water electric, but there are a handful of full hookup sites as well. Now, my major thought on whether you pick headquarters or Chignecto 
is that from Chignecto, you're not walking down into the town of Alma. So if that's something that matters to you, if you want to be able to walk down to a meal, you're not going to be able to do that from Chignecto. You're going to have to hop in your car and drive down. It would be a very short drive, but I kind of like that aspect of headquarters that you could walk into town. Now, on the flip side, though, Chignecto does have a lot of really cool activities, as as Gretchen mentioned, that are right there in the campground. So you have choices. Right. And if you if views are on your list, headquarters, the you know, the to the to the left, the loop in headquarters that's close to the playground. I think is your best bet for views of the bay as opposed to being in private wooded beauty. So it just depends on what you like there. I think also too that I read that headquarters can get foggier because it's closer to the bay. So uh, we didn't have that issue. We were only there one night, but that's something to think about as well. So well, do your you've research. got choices you've got either choices. way. All right, everybody, if you love listening to this podcast every week, we would truly love it if you walked on over to the iTunes app and left us a review in iTunes of this podcast or the RVFTA podcast if you haven't gotten around to doing like, that yet. We would actually really love it. We would love like, it. It really makes we us heart smile. You. All right. So everybody. hopefully we'll see you at Fundy National Park. See you at the see campground. See you at the campground.